chapter 77, Indignation Against the Transgression of Divine Laws. Allah the Exalted says in the Quran, And whoever honors the sacred things of Allah, then that is better for him with his Lord. And Allah also says, If you help in the cause of Allah, He will help you and make your foothold firm. 649 Abu Mas'ud, Uqba ibn Amr al-Badri, radiyallahu anhu reported, A man came to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and said, I joined the morning salah late because of so-and-so who leads it and prolongs it. Abu Mas'ud said, I have never seen the Prophet ﷺ so angry while giving a speech as he was on that day. He ﷺ said, Some of you create hatred among the people against faith. Whoever leads salah should make it brief because the congregation includes old men and youngsters and those who have some urgent work to do. Collected by Al-Bukhari and Muslim. Commentary First, there is an allowance for a genuine complaint regarding some public inconvenience. Second, a believer is supposed to be passionately uncompromising on religious precepts. Third, the Imam should refrain from prolonging salah and be considerate of the congregation standing behind him. But a brief recitation of the Qur'an or prayer does not imply a disregard of the example of the Prophet ﷺ and the adjustment of different postures in salah. In no way should it be a hasty and heedless salah as unfortunately offered by a majority of men. They are scarcely regardful of the example of the Prophet in offering salah. What a pity. Fourth. One may be exempted from offering congregational salah for a valid religious excuse. Fifth, the imam should eschew an attitude which may foment people's aversion to worship. 650. Aisha, radiyallahu anha, reported, The Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, returned once from a journey and saw a curtain which I had hung along a platform with some pictures on it. The color of his face changed. He tore it up and said, O Aisha, the most tormented people on the day of resurrection are those who contend with Allah in terms of creation. Collected by Al-Bukhari and Muslim. Commentary. Here too, we are told that lapses in religious matters may be resented vehemently. The Sharia condemns both the making of human portraits and their decoration in homes, and if displayed as sacred objects, they may be read as polytheistic manifestations. Besides, orthodox ulama and researchers are of the opinion that making or keeping of any type of picture is forbidden and unlawful. The rule equally applies to a handmade picture 
and a camera photograph, provided it is that of an animate object. Yet, making or keeping pictures of inanimate objects, both of mineral and vegetable kingdoms, is permissible. However, one is at liberty to get oneself photographed in an unavoidable situation. For instance, photographs are indispensable to passports, identity cards, and similar other necessities of modern times in which man is helpless and we cannot assert that he is inclined to satisfy his taste or to get himself photographed as a token of permissibility. Indeed, it is the requirement of international law. So up to this extent he will not be called to account, yet he cannot be justified in overstepping this limit. 651 Aisha anha, reported, The Quraysh were much worried about the case of a Makhzumiya woman who had committed theft and wondered who should intercede for her with Allah's Messenger وسلم, so that she would not get punished for her crime. Some said Usama ibn Zayd anhu, was his beloved and so he may dare do so. So Usama anhu, spoke to him about that matter and the Prophet وسلم, said to him, do you intercede when one of the legal punishments ordained by Allah has been violated? Then he got up and addressed the people saying, The people before you were ruined because when a noble person amongst them committed theft, they would leave him. But if a weak person amongst them committed theft, they would execute the legal punishment on him. By Allah, were Fatima, the daughter of Muhammad to commit the theft, I would have cut off her hand. Collected by Al-Bukhari and Muslim. Commentary The example of Allah's Messenger, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, clearly tells us that no intercession is allowed for a person who transgresses the limits set by Allah. And if anybody has the audacity to do so, the deciding authority is presumed to be impervious to his solicitation, nor should the criminal's social status or family influence, if any, obstruct the administration of justice. The law and retribution rise above all discrimination and social hierarchy. Any contravention in this regard is enough to incur divine wrath. 652 Anas anhu, reported, The Prophet وسلم, noticed spittle in the mosque in the direction of the Qibla. The signs of disgust were perceived on his face. Then he stood up and scraped it away with his own hand and said, When you stand in salah, you hold communion with your Lord, and he is between you and the Qibla. Let no one therefore cast out his spittle in that direction, but only to his left or under his foot. Then he caught hold a corner of his sheet, spat into it, and folded it up and said, Or he should do like this. Collected by Al-Bukhari and Muslim. Commentary Worshippers are under the obligation to observe certain manners in the mosque with the most important being abstinence 
from spitting towards the Qibla, meaning the direction of the Kaaba. Instead, the method pointed out in the Hadith may be put in effect right during Salah, meaning prayer. Yet one, if not offering Salah, can turn to the mosque's washing place where a channel exists for the outflow of unclean water and other dirty things. Obviously, it is a better substitute for a pocket handkerchief or sheet which should be used when necessary. Second, this hadith tells us that every effort should be made to keep the place of worship neat and clean, and if anyone finds some dirt in the mosque, he should immediately remove it.